Hello and welcome. Go for the theme song. Hello and welcome to another episode of Space Time Taco. I'm your host, Chris, with... Mate. And... Dave. <sighs> I, I love you guys so much. Let me do the intro for once. I did. I I've let you. It. I've let you do it twice, three oh. times, a lady. Let's see if anybody updated the uh, podcast nope. notes. Uh, no, no one has uh, updated the podcast notes. I'll tell you, that Apple is happen. trash. Forcing people to finally become Android users is still the only topic on there. <laughs> That's not entirely true. I mean, it is still trash. Yes, it is trash, but that's not entirely true. If we're talking about the thing I think we're talking about, that's not the whole story. I, we're not even going to get into that uh, right away. Um, we're going to start off with what we've been playing, like usual. So, Dave, I know for a fact that you played something that you had limited time to do. Yeah, I played the brand new Madden 21 with Mark Jackson on the cover. There's like a free trial for that, right? It is an EA Access 10-hour free trial game comes out on the 28th which is next friday the pre-order edition mvp or superstar edition will give you access on wednesday the 25th um the 10 hour trial went live yesterday and i burned through it already <laughs> no it went live it went live on friday i played three hours friday night actually no it went live thursday because i played three hours thursday night and i played seven hours yeah, i was gonna say it had to be thursday because you were telling me about me at dinner last night yeah i knocked out my 10 hour trial um i quite enjoy it Ultimate team is fun. Uh, playing defense is a lot harder. Um, they've basically taken the player speed and tried to make it more realistic. So even a player with like top speed in game is gonna have trouble like making up ground if you get beaten. You can't before, hit that fucking forty meter dash in half a second anymore. <laughs> yeah, before defenders covered unnatural amounts of, of ground, um, and now it's like I said, it's, it's harder to play good. Defense. That's my first big takeaway. Defense is not as easy. Hmm. All right. I well, was expecting a lot more for that for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I was too. Um, have you played anything else? I played Warzone with Damien. And we got our first duos Warzone win this week. Nice. So, speaking of Warzone, there's something I wanted to bring up about that. Um... The FAMAS plus Master Key attachment uh, is extra broken. It seems to only work on the FAMAS for some reason. Um, if you put the shot, for those who don't know, the Master Key attachment is the underbarrel shotgun that you can attach to most assault rifles in the game. Um, apparently, something happened in the latest patch to give it, on specifically the FAMAS, insane range and insane damage. I'm talking about a fully armored person. If you're close enough to them and accurate enough, you can down them in a single hit with this attachment. So a lot of people have been running for Moss, Master Key, and Fully Loaded on the gun just to have enough ammo in the gun to finish out a game with. Call of Duty, or I keep saying Call of Duty, Infinity Ward has said in their latest developer update notes that they plan on addressing that problem because that's not how a Master Key is supposed to work. It's the underbarrel shotgun, right? Yes. It has always been an underpowered attachment. It has always been an attachment that nobody really used, unless just using it to troll with. But now Except it has now. become a viable strategy in Warzone because of how much damage it can put out. Um, the Bruin is still as broken as ever, which is why a lot of people, including Dave, are grinding to unlock it as fast as possible. Um, the issue is, is every single season, something gets overpowered and something becomes extremely underpowered to the point it is useless again. Um, I think Infinity Ward just needs to learn how bullets work. <laughs> that, you know, a 5.56 five, coming out of one gun doesn't hit any harder than a 5.56 five, coming out of another gun. <laughs> but I get it. It's all for the sake of game balance. It is a video game. It's not real life. But they seem to keep, in the sake of making something useful again, they tend to overpower it. They just turn it up to 11. And then they turn it back down later on. So Warzone has had problems with that. Um, as far as the cheaters go, they're still around. I played a fucking Warzone game earlier this week with somebody who was clearly cheating, and it was a fucking nightmare. I mean, he's locking onto people from cross-map with an Iron Sights AM94. Like, that is highly annoying, and they haven't done anything to address it so far. Yeah. Even though they said 
cheating in general is getting because normally obviously i only I, I don't play call of duty games that much i played that the warzone stuff for a little bit so i never really experienced the cheaters uh but the cheating thing now because it's now uh, what's the word i'm looking for leaked over yeah leaked over into uh another game that we've all been playing fall guys and that's another one where they have not been able to really do anything yet well, no. I mean, Fall Guys itself is still early access, right? No. No, full no? launch. Okay. So, the issue with Fall Guys cheating... <laughs> I remember I tweeted this. If you cheat Fall Guys, your mama don't love you. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guys is supposed to be a fun, cutesy game. It's supposed to be, like, an entry level into the Battle Royale genre, right? And I mean, it is. Be, I think it's good. It's supposed to be easygoing. It's supposed to be a quick jump in, jump out. Something you can play for 30 minutes, you can play for 6 hours if you want to. Um, if you cheat in Fall Guys, you got some kind of serious fucking problem, and <laughs> I don't know what the hell is wrong with you. Like, I get it. All Battle Royales are competitive. I get mad when I lose in Fall Guys. Mm -hmm. But if you have to cheat to win, that's telling me that, like, all you care about is validation. Like, all you care about is the ability to be like, oh, hey, I won the game of Fall Guys, and I have more crowns than other people. But you didn't legitimately get them, so where does the fulfillment come from? That's the biggest issue I have with cheaters. I don't understand, like, what satisfaction they're getting out of cheating. Because the game just turns into fucking baby mode at that point. If you can just point and click and cross-map people, and you can just run faster than everybody by default and fall, guys. Like, what's the fucking point of playing the game at that point? You, you've broken the game to make yourself better at it. I have a legitimate question. Did we have a game where somebody was flying? I don't remember that. I had one um, when I was playing the very first time with Damien where somebody was flying. He was, uh, we were playing the Rocket League soccer game and he was like in midair just like drop kicking the ball. Yeah, because I'm trying to remember, I, I can't remember if it was us playing or we were, I was watching somebody play where they had a guy that was cheating the entire time and then it got to, uh, not fall ball, um, the ring game and they couldn't slow down enough to actually get any rings. <laughs> um, Nate, just so you know, two days ago the FAMAS was fixed. Yeah, okay. Wonderful. That's still obnoxious no matter how long that lasted. Well, because the Master Key itself, when I say it's an underbarrel shotgun, it isn't... The current army issue underbarrel shotgun is what we call the fucking, what is it, in Call of Duty right now. Yep. It was... There was a variant of it called the one-inch punch or something like that. It's M27 shotguns. On a barrel one-inch right? punch. Um, it's meant to be underslung on an M16 or M4. Um, a lot of people have stopped mounting it because it just makes the weapon cumbersome to use all around. They just put a stock on it and use it that way. Uh, the issue is, is the Master Key is not that. The Master Key is a standard pump action like Remedy 870 that Call of Duty decided this belongs on the underside of a weapon. And when it was attached to FAMAS, when I say it had insane range, I'm talking about you're hitting people from 50, 100 yards away and doing decent damage to them. When you're up close, a fully armored person has 150 health plus the 100 health they normally have. That's 250 health. You chew through that in one shot up close. 350 points worth of damage from a single shot. That is absolutely insane for any weapon in the game, and they had to have known it was broken. They but um they, they fixed they fixed and buffed the range of the regular from Moss. And then um in doing so they also unintendedly broke the range on the master. Yes. It just seems to me like they as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned at this point, Infinity Ward, they're overburdened with trying to get these fucking seasons out as quickly as possible. They need a fucking break to take time to actually patch the things in the games that are wrong. Yeah, they don't have instead the of team. just worrying about content updates. They, I was gonna say they don't have the same kind of team that like Epic does, where they're constantly pushing out that content. Or even probably, uh, who's the one behind Apex? Is that Turtle Rock? Not Turtle Rock. That's uh, Respawn. Respawn, yeah. My mind. Why did I think Turtle Rock? I don't know. Respawn has made Titanfall everything, so... Yeah. But, uh... Oh, no, I don't right. know. That's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, 
Chris, did you play anything new this time? Man, oh man. Like, real quick, I'll just bring up the fact that we're all still playing Fall Guys, obviously. We're fucking loving it. Uh, Sunday on the stream, Dave and I both got a crown. Same same, uh, same final game and all that. Winning from some bullshit. <laughs> uh, which, if you want to watch, there's currently a video on YouTube right now. Um, but no, I have been playing a shit ton of Spiritfarer. It just came to Game Pass this past week. Uh... It's the game where you... It's that cutesy-looking game that we saw for the last year or so at E3 and other events uh, where mm -hmm. you play as a, a what looks like a little girl and her cat, and you're basically taking over for Chiron. I think that's how you name it. You call him. Um, the Spirit Fair. And you are literally ferrying people to the afterworld, like finishing out... Their, yes. Or where you're finishing all their like last. You're a cutesy version of Sharon, <laughs> except you aren't. You are his replacement. You literally meet oh. him in the first moment, in the mo first seconds of the game, or whatever minutes of the game, and he's literally like, Sharon. "I'm out. Here's the here's so, your here's your new job. This is what you got to do. Good luck." Uh, here's here's the nutso thing, right? I just looked this up on Google. It's got a ten out of ten on Steam. Yeah, it fucking deserves that. It is a beautiful game. It is the character design is incredible. The the way that so it is I, I kind of described it. It has some elements from stuff like Graveyard Keeper and um, Stardew Valley, where you have to keep up with your farms. You have to do certain stuff between the during the day because at nighttime you really you can't travel. You can do other mm -hmm. things, but the people are asleep and you can't move around your ship anymore. You can only move your ship around during the day. Um, and you can also talk to the people only during the day. Uh, you have to feed all the the spirits that you're currently ha you currently have on your crew. Um, cool thing is when you get them all to a certain friendship level, or what I can't remember the actual description of what that's considered, but I just call it friendship level, um, they will do things around the ship. Like there's a guy that's like, hey, I'll collect berries, or hey, I'll make food i'll make i'll i'll smelt for you you don't have to smelt or i'll smelt extra stuff for you um <laughs> which i'm perfectly fine with uh, especially when it's like fuck i only need one more thing and then somebody's like hey guess what i got i'm like thank you the one last thing uh, <laughs> um and it was one of those games where like i went in and i'm like oh it's it's a it's a uh resource management game very cute very like my kind of game cuz i i like the the more cutesy shit um mm -hmm. but uh, can i tell you i fucking had my first spirit pass over i was bawling man <laughs> like <laughs> the depth that they give these characters in the relationships you have with these characters is surprising and overwhelming for what i was expecting going into this game i did not expect to have feelings in this game well uh, i appreciate that because it means you're invested in it right yeah it's not just you're trying to earn points by completing that's tasks why everybody got game. so mad at fucking mass effect 3 is because you get invested over five years six years in three games and, and then you get basically Pick your fucking favorite Kool-Aid yeah. color. Pick All your right, favorite let's flavor. Go. Well, and I think the funniest part in that comparison, because you you know with me how I played that, I played two, got to the point that I found out people could die, and I'm like, oh, I'm not playing two anymore. I want to keep all my friends my friends. It would have been better if at Mass Effect 3, whatever Chris decisions you made to... in previous games just tied you into one of the three endings. Chris got to the suicide mission in Mass Effect 2, and uh, oh, yeah, he, he, hadn't, he hadn't completed all the loyalty missions. And that's at a, it's a point of no return, basically, where once you get to like that that relay, that final relay, you can't go back. So he's like, no. nope. He's like, I'm gonna look up how it ends. I'm done playing the game. I beat air quotes. What a, so the that's game. the thing. I never even got to. I did the loyalty missions. I just was like, there's still a chance that if you don't do things right on the mission, somebody can die. I'm like, I'm no, just. Not I think I think you didn't do all the loyalty. I might. Yeah. You know what? I think there were. I think <laughs> I did it for the ones I actually. You cared might have about. done some of them. Yeah, but you didn't do all of them. Yeah. And if you um, don't do all of them, then there's a much higher chance to get that. Yeah. And well, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. We're going to go on our space adventures. But with this game, it's like, oh, your relationships with these people, 
have an endpoint, no matter what, you know, the endpoint of your relationship is to help them pass over. And I'm like, yes. fuck. <laughs> but it's it's a lot better than say collect like a bunch of spirits on your me. boat and fare them to the ferry them to the yeah. end. It's not just you're hey, not just doing it for points or to reach an end state. You're trying to build relationships with characters and understand them better. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a much better. I feel like a lot of games could use a lesson from Spiritfarer in characterization. There are a lot of games that try to make you feel for a character, but do it in a lackluster way. Uh, um, it also, I was going to say, with the the characters that you meet, the first three spirits that you meet, um, like mm-hmm. the first one that like is your, your, hey, your first mission is to pick this person up, she is actually a friend from your life. Um and oh, okay. I, like obviously you are the one human in this world everybody else is some weird uh what's that word the thing that means it's a human humanized animals i can't remember the word term right anthropomorphic. now anthropomorphic thank you i was gonna say furrified um <laughs> <laughs> that's nate's preferred <laughs> preferred um so the first yeah you meet this girl and she's like oh i I'm your friend. You talk about your past. You know about her past. She kind of like is cagey about it or whatever. The next person I picked up was my uncle. Um, and like the, the third person in, it was like. Scar is your uncle. It was like. Uh, oh, she came off as a teacher, but then I kind of got. I don't really know exactly who she is uh, in relation to me. She knows who I am. But it's one of those things where I'm like, am I just faring all the people I knew in my life, because that's super fucked up. <laughs> um, Everybody I know is dead. And they all have, in like, there's a point, uh, they all have kind of, like, we were talking about loyalty missions with Mass Effect, there are those missions for the characters, so you can explore, they can accept their death or accept certain things in their life and all. Um, and, like, one of the first missions I have for the uncle was... Uh, I literally he he always wants food he's always fucking hungry all of his memories of life are tied to food and the first thing he asks for is popcorn I give him popcorn he's so happy and then he remembers his children and then he gets sad and I'm like ah fuck man (laughs) 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 see I, I think a lot of games like I said you use a lesson from that the problem I had in the short bit of Life is Strange 2 that I played just the first two episodes each of those episodes ends in a kind of tragedy, and then it got predictable. I said, I bet episode three ends in a tragedy, so does episode four, and maybe episode five finally gives you a respite. Like, that's the conclusion, right? Yeah. But I found out that episode three and four do end in some kind of tragedy, and I was like, well, now the game's just become predictable. It's trying to tug at my heartstrings. Which it's game not are you talking about? Life is Strange 2. Oh, okay. Um, well, it's, uh... not, it's not earning the ability to make me feel something like the first game did. It is formulaic, I guess is the best word to describe it, is it builds you up with this sort of relaxed mood at the beginning, then there's a climax in each episode where it's like, oh, well, shit's getting a little bit dicey. And, and then bam, and then tension. Ends with like, oh, something bad happened to these two characters that you play as. Well, I was going to say, because isn't every that... episode. The, the lesser of two evils. Yeah, I was going to say, The Walking Dead was, the first season came out about that, and it's like, okay, okay, oh, well, emotions all over the place, and I, I guess, I, I never played, but from what I read and heard other people talk about, it was very similar, where it's like, constantly getting more more attention, and then the sad thing happens, sad thing happens, sad thing happens. I'm the like, thing I didn't like about Walking Dead is, in general, um, in the first one or two uh, parts, five-parters, your decisions didn't matter. Like they made it seem like they did. Like in the beginning, there's uh, two reporters, and like mm-hmm. one of them's a camera guy, one of them's a reporter. If you save the reporter, the camera guy dies. But then she winds up like either killing somebody, or I forget what happens. You wind up either leaving her side of the road or killing the camera guy. Well, I think the biggest problem with the Telltale games, honestly, the biggest problem was the little notes you get when you say certain things to characters that they will oh, right. remember that. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, so-and-so will remember if that. If I'm it's in like, a narrative-driven game <laughs> and I want to like be surprised by something or I want to understand how my choices affect the rest of the characters in the story or affect the overall outcome of the narrative, 
don't tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> let it be a surprise. Yeah, let if it you, if it's if not you, a surprise fully, at least base it off of the character's reactions. Let you yeah. be able to read that like, oh, that's something that affected them. Let well, that that's be a where L.A. Noir was good. Is all you had to go was based on the face and what the character said. Yeah. You didn't understand if you were catching them in a lie or not until you actually accused them of something. Um, and you could you had a good chance of fucking that up. You had a good chance of getting the case completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it it's much better to show me if you're gonna base a game around character interaction, human interaction between two people. Um. You know, have that character act in a realistic, in-character way. Let us get to know that character first, and if we say something to them, have them act in a way that meshes with their original characterization. And that way I can understand that there's certain things they do and don't like through my own intuition, rather than the game blurting at me every five minutes, they'll remember what I said. <laughs> it's it's a little jarring and takes you out of the experience a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I will say the the probably my least favorite part of uh, going back to obviously we went on a big tangent of other kind of uh, emotionally impactful games almost um, back on Spirit Fair my my least favorite parts is the fact that you are taking care of dead people and man are they fucking hungry <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the uncle I was talking about he gets hungry all the time they all get hungry all the time and the worst part is is if you're sticking to like missions and going like all right i'm gonna do this knock this out do this take care of that and then you come back to the boat and they're all like what's up no food <laughs> i'm like you guys can make it yourself right <laughs> there's a kitchen right there <laughs> well i've been playing recently a game that i was interested in but never had played before because I thought it was going to be very much like World of Tanks, which I originally got into because some friends were playing it, but then I started to hate. And that's a game called Cross Out. Oh, you've been playing that? Yeah. That's the fun, uh, the like super fast-paced build-your-own-car shooter thing, right? Exactly. It's very much a Twisted Metal-style game. You build your own vehicles. Um, you can literally build them from scratch if you want to. That's... The game does have blueprints and things like that that you can use as well. I actually really enjoyed uh, playing that game when I did. I've been playing it because I've been a big fan of, like, build-your-own-stuff games since Armored Core was a thing. I, I enjoyed Armored Core a lot. Um, where you're essentially building your character, and that is who you are in the game. Um, and you can delete that at any time and rebuild it from the parts that you have in your garage. You're not stuck with a single design or stuck with a pre-built or anything like that. You can yeah. just build whatever crazy shit you feel like building. Um, for what it is, I mean, it's a quality game in its own right. It's got a battle pass system in it, much like a lot of games do now, that works really well. Um, it's got an easy-to-follow progression system. The game is quite literally telling you what challenges are coming up next and what you need to do to progress further in the story. Um, it's got a great multiplayer element that goes by quickly, so you're not stuck in a match for, you know, 30 minutes. Um just an all-around good game for people who like a game where you get to craft stuff and see how it performs. Uh, I went back to playing Grim Dawn since I played it with you and Becca and Lou. Um, I started a single-player character called Shootman. God damn it. Um, you're first, he's a pyromancer, Dave, so I have Lady Person and yeah, Shootman. Yeah, I was going to say, Dave, if you didn't know, his first his character for stream is Lady Person. <laughs> yes, Lady Person and Shootman. Uh... But I got a really good blunder bus, and I've been tearing dudes up with it. So it's it's a fun game. It's very reminiscent of Diablo 2. Um, I think it's Diablo 2, but far more streamlined, especially in the questing system. You kind of intuitively understand where to go and what needs to be done when you get there. I downloaded Honkai Impact 3rd because I found out that it had a PC version, and as long as I linked my account with their company called Mahoyo, to my Game Center account on my iPhone, all my stuff transferred over. So I haven't lost anything. I'm so glad you don't lose your thousands of dollars worth of half-naked anime women. Actual thousands of dollars yeah. of half-naked anime women. There was nothing <laughs> non-factual. There were no lies. No lies detected <laughs> in what I said. <laughs> I've spent more on that game than any other in my life, and I am not ashamed. You know what? I'm um, uh, Good for you. 
because I would be. <laughs> yeah. I went back to playing Besiege for a little bit. Not as fun as Cross Out because Besiege takes more work to really build something useful. Yeah, more thought, yeah. Yeah. Um, then again, Cross Out also takes a lot of work to build something useful. You can build a lot of shit in Cross Out that just doesn't do anything. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's what I've been playing. Just real quick, just before we get on the newsy stuff. Mm-hmm. Quick lightning round on what's up for the Steam weekend sale, because I forgot that they did this. Was there something um, really good? Well, there's a lot of good stuff up here right now. So Prey is currently 15 bucks. Uh System Shock 2 is two fifty. Alien Isolation is ten bucks. System Shock Enhanced Edition is two fifty. Uh you can get a lot of the Bioshock stuff, Bioshock Remastered currently for six fifty nine, Bioshock Infinite for seven fifty, Bioshock Two Remastered. In fact, Bioshock One and Bioshock Two are both the remastered editions, both with the same price, six fifty nine currently. Uh, I, will I don't also... know what Might and Magic Legacy is, so fuck that noise. Uh, I also wanted to bring up real quick something we all seem to completely forgot or overlook: uh, the mm-hmm. Marvel Avengers open beta is this weekend as well. Um, it is, but I would not recommend getting. I would not even recommend indulging in that. Well, it's free. It is free. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, is the game itself is another shameless cash grab. Now, see, I just asked Damien because he's currently playing it. He's having fun. <laughs> I'm sure he is, but the game itself is another game, another marketplace disguised as a game, honestly. Okay. At least from what I've seen so far. Maybe I'll revisit it and change my opinion, but I don't know. Uh, if you want a mega deal, the first Deus Ex, mega deal. the very first game, mega deal. Uh, it's the game of the year edition, is literally a dollar right now on Steam. Um, Deus Ex Human Revolution, oh, the okay. kickoff of the new franchise, is $3, and Deus Ex The Fall, its expansion, is $2. You can get Mankind Divided currently for four fifty. You can get Deus Ex The Invisible War, the sequel to the first game, for a dollar as well. Dishonored 1 is $5. Dishonored 2 is $20. Yeah, uh, definitely. Get, I think uh, Dishonored 2's uh, solo expansion is also available on sale right now. Yeah, gotcha. I think the whole thing's on sale, and it was re-released as part of a Arcane Studios They're like, like 30th, 30th anniversary. anniversary yeah. or something. Gotcha. Well, Transistor, which is a game that I played a little bit and had a lot of fun with, is 3 bucks. Gone Home is eight twenty four. And a couple other games worth mentioning here. Firewatch is $5 and Tacoma is $9.80. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Tacoma. 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 <laughs> you call it a Toyota Tacoma, not a Toyota Tacoma. Uh, Toyota Tacoma. Tacoma. <laughs> it's a Toyota Tacoma. Oh, damn, I said it right. <laughs> uh, you're bringing me down, man. <laughs> I don't care about cars. <laughs> I do have that game. Anyway. I do have that game, but I also have that game because it was free through so many different platforms. I think I have it for free on three different things. Yes. I already completed both Deus Ex, Human Revolution, and Mankind Divided on Xbox, so I may be getting the first and second game <laughs> on Steam right now. They're not nearly as good, but I think you fuck it. That's like Thief. They made a new Thief, and it wasn't anywhere near as good as the old ones. And then I played the old ones, and I'm like, If I was going to get any one of these games, it'd probably be Prey. Get Prey. If you have not played Prey, I highly recommend Prey. If you don't want to play Prey, watch speedruns of Prey. That shit is ridiculous. If I wasn't going to get Prey, it'd be Firewatch. Um, But yeah, that's what's on sale right now. It's the weekend deal, so I think it ends tomorrow. Yes. Which is Sunday. So get what you can while it's good gettings or whatever they say <laughs> in them their parts. Oh, yeah, and Battletoads is out for twenty dollars. It's on Game Pass. It's also on Game if Pass. If you got Game Pass, you can play it for free. If you if you're PC I did peasant, play that for a little bit. You can bit. buy it for twenty bucks. No, it's for free on tw- on PC as well <laughs> with Game Pass. It says it's twenty dollars. Oh, on you can Game cross Pass. play it on PC. Yeah. Uh, it's I don't know. Maybe if I play You can with, also buy Trameson World 2. Okay, Nate, shut Steam. Close Steam. <laughs> Stop. <sighs> and Flight Simulator is out for 60 bucks. Also free on Game Pass. It is. There's a new thing in Flight Simulator, which is crashing your plane into somebody's home and sending them a picture of it. How do I mute <laughs> Nate again? <laughs> um, 
So today, anyway, somebody on the Ravens subreddit landed their plane in the fucking Ravens stadium. Wow, that's fucked yeah. up. No, they landed it in. They didn't crash it in. They landed it and took a picture. Yeah, I know. That's lit. Did they get clearance or did they just land without permission? Oh, no, they landed. They just landed. No. Yeah, that's fucked up. I'm getting a VR up. headset probably next week. Do not get an Oculus. Why? Oh, you have because to... Because you didn't hear the news, you have to log in with your Facebook yeah. account now to use Oculus. They're changing oh. it, so you have to use their the Facebook every time, Every time you log in... But the Valve Index is too expensive. There Get are... the fucking Index or the Vive, the HTC Vive. Yeah. The Index is for $1,000! Yeah, but it's fucking... It's then the hold the off. Premier Valve AR VR headset. And you right. can only play Valve-based games on No, you can't. You can't no, you only can't. play Valve-based games. That's like when people said, oh, Oculus, you can only play Facebook games. It's like, no. <laughs> For a little bit, yes. But very shortly, they were like, no, no, no maybe we shouldn't do this. Um, well, I can't set up an Oculus index in my room. You have to have base stations, and there's no room in here. Well, I'm saying don't buy an Oculus. Because news came out three days ago that they are doubling back on what they said earlier, which was you won't have to see, you know, after they were bought by Facebook, the owner of Oculus came out and said, you won't have to. You will not have to ever log in with your Facebook account in order to use our hardware. People were like, okay, and now that's expired. Age milk. Yeah, now there, I was going to say part of that um, I think has to do with the, with the big switchover. The, uh, the fact that X, or, uh, fuck, Mixer is now Facebook gaming. I think it was their way of being like, you know what? We're trying to make a bigger name for ourselves in the gaming marketplace. Um, the index is so expensive, and the fucking Valve Pro or the Vive Pro is fucking shit. So then don't get a thing right away. Wait a little bit. I guess I will have to. All right. So real quick, I'm gonna run through some of the. Obviously, while we're doing this today, uh, it is also the DC Fandom, which is basically quote unquote 24 hours. It's actually like nine hours or eight or nine hours of. Uh, new announcements, new reveals, all that fun information about the DC universe on all platforms. Gaming, movies, TV, comics. A um, couple of cool things came out today. Uh, some of the bullshitty ones <laughs> is Zack Snyder and they, they dropped a new Justice League Snyder Cut trailer, which for some reason is a square trailer. Uh, I don't you know mean, why. It's not Letterboxd? It's it's literally just a square trailer. I'm like, did they make this for Instagram? It's like six by nine X best ratio. It's That's really weird. fucking jarring. It's stupid looking. Um, not only that, the there's been people that have already pointed out it doesn't feel like it's much different. There's a few things that you can see are scenes it's with not added different. CGI. People um, don't Nate. understand that this was just his cut of the film. It is not a significantly different movie. According to him, it will be. Yeah, there's Bro, not much he's wrong. Oh no, he I I in no way see this being any better or worse than the original launch. He's the fucking launch wrong. They mashed um, two of the greatest comic book stories of all time together in a fucking mismatch, poorly paced piece of shit movie. And they need to simply fucking acknowledge that. Stop trying to fix it. Stop saying the Zack Snyder cut is fucking God's greatest gift to man. It's not. It's a piece of shit film. And you're lucky if you can get through it one time, let alone twice, because there's a new cutout. One upside is that we at least get to see uh, the DCEU's Iris West, uh, which was an originally cut scene, or originally cut part of the movie um, with, oh, fuck, I can't remember her name, the girl from Dope. I'm afraid if you just search dope cast, does it pull up like awesome casts? Kiersey Clemens. <laughs> um, Kiersey Clemens is this universe's uh, West Allen, Iris West Allen. Oh, nope, it's just Iris West. Or I, Iris, yeah, she's not Allen yet. Um, hmm. uh, they also announced that it is going to be four hours long, uh, oh, basically, no. rounding up. Uh, but it, the way it's being released is not into theaters. It's being released on HBO Max in four separate parts. Four separate parts. Yeah. Uh, which I would sooner give myself a lobotomy. I'm 100% going to watch it. Um, I actually, there's part of me that likes the fact that they're doing it that way instead of being like, I have a four-hour mo long movie that I want you to go see in theaters. I'm like, this will be something I don't have to pay any extra money for. It's already on the streaming service I have access to. I will watch it as it comes out, and I will still probably feel the same about it as I did the first time I watched it. 
Um, if they somehow decide to make it so C- Cyborg gets his upgrade and looks better halfway through the movie instead of in the end credits, I'm all for that. You mean not like a fucking PS2 character? Yeah. Um, so yeah, they came out and had a whole conversation about that. It was, I don't know, as polished as it could be. Uh, definitely more polished than some of the other stuff. Um, after that, or sometime, or I think actually before that, we got a lot more of a look at the Suicide Squad, Squad, James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Um, We now have a full cast listing. Uh, I thought I had that open. I must have actually accidentally closed that. Hold on. Suicide Squad cast. (laughs) Oh, I forgot. I had to put the, because it's not Suicide Squad. It is the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad, which... Why would you go with such a confusing naming convention? Well, because they didn't want to have to redo the whole thing. Uh, but okay, we got Margot Robbie back as Harley Quinn, Jai Courtney back as Captain Boomerang, Joel Kinnaman and Viola Davis back as Rick Flag and Amanda Waller. Uh, guess which one's who? Um, <laughs> and then everybody else after is possibly going to die relatively quickly. So we got John so... Cena as Peacemaker. Yeah. Uh, we got Pete Davidson as Blackguard. So that's two people in a row that are good with guns, right? Yeah, and then you got Idris Elba as Bloodsport. Idris Elba as Bloodsport, who uh, I don't know if he's going to stick around or not. It also is good Elba. with guns. Uh, we got Michael Rooker as Savant, who I think he's a Savant for guns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've got... got Gunman. Gunman 2. Gunman 3. Uh, Nathan Fillion as TDK, the detachable kid, which I actually don't know what that means. I kind of looked that up. He detaches his body parts. Can he detach his body parts? Is that what he is? Oh, yeah, arm fall off boy. At one He's point. a fucking Lego man. man. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, Mei Ling. Mm. I am Can you not pronounce your last name? Yeah. How is the, just the NG? Mei Ling. Okay, she's not appearing on the Wikipedia cast list. Why are you on Wikipedia? No wonder you're like, hey, this is why What's-His-Face is in this cast. I'm like, I So, wait. Mei Ling, you said her last name is just NG? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Mei Ling. Oh, it's Taiwanese. I believe it's pronounced Yuan. Okay. Mei Ling Yuan. Um, she is Mongol. Uh, she is going to be in full orange face paint kind of thing. She She's basically orange... Uh, What's the green Dave? What's the green girl from Guardians of the Galaxy? Mantis. Nope. Mantis. You're saying? Are you saying Mantis? Mantis. No, green girl. Mantis. That's not Mantis. Mantis is Marvel, you dingus. No, I'm asking. <sighs> Zoe Saldana's character, who is green. Oh, Gamora. Thank you. Mantis. The other is... girl, Mantis, also wears fucking green. Yeah, she wears green. She's not green. You said green. You didn't say wears. Or yeah, you didn't say that's why is. I said, I said Mongol green. is going to be painted orange. And you're saying Asian names, so I'm like, that's Mantis. Also, Taika Waititi is definitely in this movie, but they don't say what he's playing. Yeah, he has a small part. He's, he's not one Hitler. of the main characters. He's playing what? Taika Waititi is not playing Hitler. He's, he's come back to play Hitler. Um, Nobody Hitler. is playing Hitler. Alice Braga as Sosora. Sosoria. Uh, one of my favorite I additions. Dave in a movie is Hitler. He's gonna die in the first act. Uh, Flula Borg is Javelin. I just love Flula Borg. He, Borg, he's fucking ridiculous. Um, Danielle. What is Mel- his name again? Flula. Flula Borg. Flula Borg. You don't know Flula Borg. He sounds like a robot. Uh, Daniela Mel- Melkor, I think it's Melkor. He looks like a robot. Is Ratcatcher two, and they made a point during the event to remind everybody that she's Ratcatcher 2 so that makes me feel like Ratcatcher 2 or 1 will be in this movie in some fashion um, probably David Dus ah, David Dusmalkian I don't know how to say his last name either he's the one that we were talking about earlier today uh, who talks about Baba Yaga in Ant-Man and the Wasp he is Polka Dot yes. Man uh, Baba Yaga one of my favorite additions is Peter Cabaldi as the thinker just because I'm a Doctor Who fan, and I think Peter Capaldi's fucking awesome. Well, Peter Capaldi is hilarious. Uh, and, of course, as a completely CGI character, but at least gets to do the voice this time, Sean Gunn as Weasel. 
Now, I highly recommend looking up the tra- the behind-the-scenes footage they put out for this movie, because uh, it showed off some action, some cool stuff, some already done CGI and all that. But you also get to see his character, <laughs> and his character's <laughs> literally just a little weasel-looking dude. He's, like, pressed up against a, a window licking it or some shit. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I feel like a good, at least seventy-five percent of these characters end up dead at some point. Well, yeah, they're Suicide Squad. That's the point. They're, I get they that, are meant to die. But the the issue that I have is is like, for example, with fucking what's his name, Tightrope or whatever the fuck his name is in the first movie. Um. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Sabretooth. Yeah. No, <laughs> not Sabretooth, Dave. Jesus Christ, you're fucking killing me right now. Um, Slipknot is his Yeah, name. yeah, That's right. Okay, like, band. Don't fucking introduce me to a character and then kill him off. I understand that it was meant to like be played off as a joke and ha-ha, but the problem is it wasn't fucking funny to begin with. Don't introduce me to a character just to fucking kill them. Like... It's stupid, especially with how much they tried to do this whole, like, trailer cut of all the characters' intros in the first film. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking do that. Um, like, if you're going to have these characters in them, like, have them be tangential. Have them be side characters. Have them make cameos or whatever else. Well, so that's the Don't thing. Don't just was... fucking kill them to, like, get a cheap laugh out of the audience. It, the way that the first movie was handled, it felt like it was used, used for that reason. The fact that... Um... What, Nate, what are you slamming everywhere? Beer. Beer? Beer. Slam it not on the desk. Um, but yeah, I uh, I feel like if they will be used as random deaths with um, James Gunn's version, I think it'll be handled a little bit better. I feel like he'll be a little bit better about that, or at least he'll go more of his normal route of ridiculous ways of dying, not just, I'm just going to climb this rope, swing out of this town, and then have a bomb explode on my neck. Um, Yeah. Like, I could see it being, it's a second task force. You get two task force going out, because instead of it being... Sorry, I'm back. Discord uh, kicking out. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I could see it going in a way of being like, okay, you have team A and team B. Team B is more comprised of the not as important characters and something goes down and they die. But it plays into the storyline a little bit more than just, I don't want to do this. Boom. Um, Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of these people are going to, if I had to guess who's sticking around, I mean, Margaret Robbie's obvious. Jack Courtney's obvious. Idris Elba, most likely. See, and that's the thing. I think the most fucked up thing they could do is kick Idris Elba, is kill Idris Elba off. Probably. Because but of the, Idris Elba. The thing about Idris Elba is if you look at his character, Bloodsport, right? Oh, sorry. I forgot to also say uh, Steve Agee as King Shark. Oh, yeah. Steve Agee. Um, Idris Elba is one of the more significant characters in the lineup, honestly. Um, I don't see people like John Cena sticking around. I don't see Steve Agee sticking around. I don't even see no, no. Anthony Perlia sticking I, around. I definitely see Steve Agee sticking around. <laughs> Uh, no, I was going to say his shark, killer, or, uh, yeah. King shark. King shark. Killer croc is the other one. Um, I also love that they went with the full shark instead of, cause like killer croc, they like dulled it down a little bit. And by a little, I mean a lot of it. Cause most of that was practical, practical effects and makeup and shit. Um, Mm -hmm. this is the, the scenes you've seen of Steve Agee in the group pre CGI. You can see like the whole rig they have to show this is where his head comes out, this is where you're supposed to be looking kind of thing. Um, and that excites me a lot more than... It's just a guy that kind of has shark features. Um, <laughs> so overall, I'm I'm kind of excited. I'm, I, I'm, I'm pumped a little bit for that. Uh, another movie okay. that we got our first, and this is the last of the movie things I'm going to bring up because we didn't really get any new information about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is still coming. It should have been out. It sucks. Uh, not the movie. The fact that we haven't been able to see it. Um, True. But they announced that the Flash movie officially will be kicking off the cinematic multiverse for DC. Uh, hmm. Which explains, it can easily explain 
multiple timelines, yeah. multiple actors. It'll make it so you changes. can have all of these characters, all these like because the Batman, the new Batman movie that's coming out later, has nothing to do with the current current universe, and this is how it's like. Oh, but it can play into it through this. In the best part about this, we had confirmation yesterday. I think it was yesterday that Ben Affleck is coming back as his Batman. But the best part, in my opinion, is Michael Keaton is back as Batman, not Thomas Wayne in a Flashpoint universe. He is the 89 Batman, and he will be in this movie. There is, I don't I don't know if you've guys seen it. Let me drop this over here real quick. Um, oh, that was in Damien's thing, sorry. <laughs> I just want to see Michael Keaton kick some young Batman's ass. Young Batman ass. So... They put out, like, a concept art, and it's The Flash with 89 Batman. And, like, that was the first moment I had that I'm like, I'm all in. I'm 100% all in on this movie. <laughs> I don't care if it's good or bad. I get Michael Keaton back as Batman. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. So I guess the end of the Flashpoint movie will end with the Robert Pattinson Batman. Maybe. We don't know. This movie, I still... I even tweeted about this earlier. As hype as I am, and because of that image with 89 Batman and uh, Ezra Flash, I'm still not sure this movie's actually coming or happening. <laughs> I'm just, I'm still not seeing fucking Robert Pattinson playing Batman. I'm really not. You know what? Don't, we, we can't, you can't be like that. Because a lot of people said that about a lot of other people. Like fucking Ma Michael Keaton, for instance, but... the first Batman movie. Michael Keaton. Okay. People are like, Michael Keaton's a it can't do that. He's a comedy I'm actor. Okay, I'm sure about that. But what is the most high-profile role that Robert Hatton, Robert Pattinson has played? In? Yeah, what you're doing is basing it off of his most high-profile role, not off of his actual acting chops. Well, I don't know what his acting chops are because that is his acting chops right now. To you. Again, he's been in a lot of things. Have you watched The Lighthouse or is it Water for Elephants or some shit okay, like that? Okay, The Lighthouse is a fucking masterpiece. I will grant you that. Oh! <laughs> Twilight. Twilight can go sit on a fucking cactus and spin. I wonder if you hate it because of who you watched it with. No, I hate it because Twilight is a legitimately bad fucking series. <laughs> he's in, he's in Tenet as well. Yeah, he's in Tenet. And people have actually been saying people really bad lessons about how relationships work. Uh, people are, people have said he's actually one of the best parts, and they wish he was in more of Tenet. Um, and if you don't fucking believe me about Twilight, at the end of the fucking trilogy, a grown man falls in love with a goddamn baby. So you, that's all you need to know. Are you talking about the werewolf boy? Yes. Where he, like, sees the baby and is like, I'm going to fuck that baby when it gets older? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. The, um, the, the thing that uh, that I'm looking forward to with Robert Pattinson is um, the Netflix movie, The Devil All the Time. Yes. With uh, Spider-Man. That's supposed to come out this year. That's coming out this year, right? Uh, from what I understood, it's going to be in this year. Oh, no, wait, September. Cool. I mean, yeah. yeah. One month away. Yeah. It's Tom Holland, it's Robert September Pattinson, 16. and Sebastian Stan. And Bill Skarsgård. Yes, Bill Skarsgård. Who else is in this? Oh, Riley Coe, Jason Clark, Wait, Sebastian Stan, Haley Bennett. Oh, Mila Wachowski. It was Wasikowski. I haven't seen her in anything since um, Alice in Wonderland. Fucking Harry Melling? You know who Harry Melling is? Fucking Dudley Dursley. Really? Man, that's a lot of people in this movie. Who's doing directing gotcha. Antonio Campo? Well, I don't know any of these movies. Just to cap off here, it's we got 15 minutes left. Um, Shit, you're right. Uh, so to cap off, we got on. the trailer for... Yeah, 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 yeah. The new Warner Brothers Montreal game has been announced. It's a direct sequel to Bar Batman uh, Arkham Knight. Knight is Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. We're going to be playing, you will be able to play as, it seems, I don't know, how, they haven't really fully described it yet. It has some RPG elements. There's some leveling mm -hmm. to it. I, you see as you're playing through the, uh, or they showed off the gameplay. But you get to play as the Bat Family. And the, well, this universe's Bat Family. Because you only have... You get to play as Damien? Nope. Dick Grayson is Nightwing. You get to play as Dick Grayson, yeah, Nightwing. You Damien get, is Robin. Damien is not Robin. 
That is not Damian Robin. That is uh, Tim Tim Drake. Okay, so Tim Drake is Robin. Dick Grayson is Nightwing. Yeah. Jason Todd. Red Hood again. Jason Todd is Red Hood. Jason Todd is Red Hood. And Barbara Gordon. Barbara Gordon Gordon is Batgirl. And I am super excited to play as all of them. Uh, But as excited as I was for this game, I was kind of like meh on the not meh by the end of the or almost the end of the trailer. I'm like I'm excited. This is cool, but I'm upset it's not Court of the Owls. And then it's like boom. Guess what, motherfucker? Court of the Owls. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. So Court of the Owls for people who don't know is probably one of the best recent Batman stories ever released. Yeah, it, I read it, it only a couple years ago, long after it was released, and. Court of the Owls just deals with a lot of crazy shit. It, it kind of kicks off the death of the family storyline for Batman. And it is probably the close of the Bat family, the entire Bat family has ever come to like just being eliminated in the comics. Um, it's a wild fucking story, and I hope that the game does it justice, honestly. It, so it already obviously is going to be taking a big departure because the main storyline has to do with not only are the Court of Owls trying to get rid of Batman, but they're also trying to indoctrinate Bruce into the court because his family had actually fought with him in the past. This is a group mm-hmm. of people that existed before the Batman. They were the people that saw themselves as the protectors before Batman was ever even a thing. Um, hmm. So to see this story told without Bruce's inclusion is going to be interesting. Um I highly recommend reading it. I highly recommend watch. I will actually highly recommend watching. Um, there's a DC animated movie that focuses on this storyline as well. Uh, there's, if you want the full story, just go and do what I did. Buy the volume of Batman called Death Death of the Family, and you will have no. That's the wrong one. It's just Court of the House. Death of the Family. Owls, yeah, Death of the Family is the second collection for the second story, which oh, yeah. where where the Joker almost kills everybody. Um, which was still fucking awesome. So yeah, I'm super excited. And uh, the reason why we're trying to not wrap up, I mean, we could wrap up or we could try and stay live to do the live reactions for the game. Uh, we could. How that, are we going to do that, though? How are we going to set that up? Magically. I was thinking yeah, I can just, wrap. yeah, we can just wrap up and we can just watch it and we can stay on a call together. <clears throat> so... Yeah, so we're, we're going to end the podcast. As always, follow us on all the social media. Just search Space Time Taco. Uh, we are going to be starting promotion for Extra Life starting probably next week during our streams. Um, we're not sure if we're doing a 24-hour yet. Uh, the world is fucked up and weird, and none of us have a good enough setup to, I feel like, run a hub to kind of have all of us pop in and out. Um, Not really. My graphics card is certainly good enough, but my internet? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Dave has the internet, but I don't think he wants to be the one that I has got to the stay graphics up for card, He's got the internet. Let's go. Um, All we need is a thermal face. You got that. <laughs> <laughs> and a thermal face uh, applicator. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Go inside and play video games. We love you. Wear your Peace. mask. Fuck Trump. Fuck the police. <laughs> Uh, vote. Fuck police coming straight from the underground. <laughs>